Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. As always, I really appreciate all the feedback we get from DMs and different people from around the country that uh, telling us that they're listening, they're loving what we're doing. And thank you so much, guys, for all that feedback that helps keep us rolling and going. So thank you so much. And hey, while we're rolling and going, let's roll on over to Free Beer SEMA dot com free beer dot com so that you will be registered for our pints and polishing free pint night at the gordon beers brewery on tuesday october 30th of sema week all right so in vegas make sure you get there get to freebeersema.com get yourself registered it's going to be at the gordon beers brewery 8 to 10 o'clock, you've got to be registered, and then it's first come, first serve. So, all right. Hey, so this episode is going to contain some segments of a trip that we took to up uh, to Longmont Ford, where we did uh, some training there, and um, we'll have that in an episode. The current episode that you're going to listen to right now, they were kind of mixed together, but this is after I left Longmont Ford. Then I went to um, another car wash up there, Casey's Car Wash. And then this recording is done while I'm at New Belgium Brewery, which is home of one of my favorite beers of all time, Fat Tire. And uh, I go and sit down. It's just a beautiful day. And uh, anyway, grab yourself a pint. Hope you enjoy Okay, I might be in Nirvana, I haven't decided, but I haven't been this excited in a long time. So we had the most amazing conversation up here in um, Fort Collins, right? So we came up to see Anthony, Uh, I put uh, on our Instagram story, and so you guys go check out Anthony, incredible detailer, doing amazing work out of a car wash and oh gosh and so we had a I mean I think I was at his car wash for a couple hours met his owner hung out and talked great people and I said hey I gotta run back I want to go down back down to Lawn Mount go to left hand he goes why aren't you going to New Belgium it's like holy crap I completely forgot about New Belgium so a 17 minute drive and here I am it doesn't matter I'm in pants and everybody else is in shorts and enjoying the day we've got this big giant garden area it's just a lawn umbrellas out it's probably what 80 degrees here in Fort Collins You've got, I mean, it's just, it's beautiful people. You know, it's it's all young, right? But the Colorado feel of super casual, uh, you know, definitely bearded, um, definitely young. There's some older people, but I'm definitely one of the oldest, which is perfectly fine. I mean, what is it, like four something in the afternoon and I'm drinking beer uh, at New Belgium, right? So this is super exciting for me so because I love fat tire and we'll get to there in a minute so I did a flight and go check out uh, our Facebook page I'm sorry Instagram page uh, at total auto solutions and you can see the flight that I did 
But we're starting with, they call it the bicycle kick. This is a Kolsch. And we've had a Kolsch on the on the uh, podcast before. And super smooth, right? Kolsch's are you know a perfect beer to grab uh, in the hot summer day. You want to uh, get done mowing the yard or what have you. Um, this is a great beer to have. It's very smooth. It's almost like, I, it's not a Pilsner, but but you would almost want to describe it as like a pilsner because it's so smooth i don't really know i wish i could describe flavors more for you but if you're drinking a coals you understand how smooth they are and so this is they call it the bicycle coals all right done with that one i am ready for um I'm ready for fat tire. And it's sort of fat tire, sort of they're like, to me, fat tire, which, and they even have on part of their logo is that big, you know, bike with the fat tires, right? So fat tire for me is like really one of the first craft beers that kind of hit the market. And this, which they had on tap, is the fat tire white. So, it definitely smooths out because Fat Tire still has a little tiny bit of a little hop to it, but Fat Tire White. Um, once again, I wish I knew more and was smarter. Hopefully, as this podcast goes on, we can all develop better beer flavors and tastes to know why uh, why it happened. You know how they get a white. This would be a good question to ask. Uh, you know, when we have another uh, Sunday afternoon with Mason. We can ask why uh, why something is white. I would imagine it's going to be in their malt. So the different type of malt that they use is going to mellow it down. But it definitely almost a little bit of a citrus to it, but not a whole lot. But so the first time I was introduced to New Belgium and to Fat Tire, I actually did not even get to drink it. It would have been high school, and so uh, growing up in Tulsa, I had the rare, rare opportunity. Um, I randomly made a baseball team in seventh grade, and it was an ultra-competitive team. It was really kind of lucky, which a lot of my life is is sort of just, things just happen. And so seventh grade, uh, I was playing in sixth grade for a, a team um, that was kind of like mid-competitive, not not really, you know, not really full-on, just kind of, they were okay. And my dad had found out about this league called Bear League and randomly got this tryout with a team called the Boomer McSpadden Rangers. Son Roger is still a good friend of mine today. He lives in Phoenix and we still talk every once in a while. But you know how it goes when you're 40, you just don't talk as much as you used to. Right, so I get this random tryout for this team. And I always wanted to be shortstop. Well, I sucked at shortstop, and the only time I played shortstop for this team was at the tryout. But I randomly made a couple of really good grabs uh, at short, and the coach just saw something and he said, hey, we're gonna draft you. And so I made this team. Well, it just so happens that the owner of the team, and yes, I mean, seventh grade, I played for a, a team that was owned by a guy. That's how 
it was a, it was a very competitive baseball team. And he had this whole warehouse with pitching mounds and batting cages. And if you're in seventh grade and you've got a Nintendo NES and Sega Genesis and a refrigerator full of Gatorade and freezer full of ice cream, that was when I got, you know, like introduced to like Snickers ice cream bars and uh, Butterfinger ice cream bars. Oh, so good. Well, his sons went to Holland Hall. Holland Hall is a super private school. They they consider themselves a preparatory school for you send your kids there to prep them for Ivy League, right? So if you guys know me, like I've talked about, I barely made it out of high school and barely made it out of college. So imagine uh, this guy with uh, ADD, but we didn't test it back then, um, couldn't read and couldn't barely figure out, you know, how to get out of school. But I, but I was able to figure it out. Anyway, I'm playing for this team called the McSpadden Rangers. And just so happened the Holland Hall baseball team was coming in after our practice. And the coach saw me hitting in the batting cage and said, who's that guy? I want to talk to him. Long story short, I had a baseball scholarship later to a private school that... I think everybody else was paying like 12 grand a year to go to high school and I had a scholarship to go play well so we would take trips down to Texas to play the different people in our conference we would go down to Texas to play teams and you couldn't buy new Belgian beer and you couldn't buy a fat tire in Oklahoma and so we would walk in sometimes to the coaches rooms and there was fat tire all over the place. They'd be sitting there drinking it, drinking fat tire. We didn't, right? Um, but I specifically remember because Coach Brian Bagnell raved and raved about fat tire. So of course, as I become getting into drinking age, I wanted to, I wanted to drink fat tire. It's still hard to find in Oklahoma until what, maybe the past five or six years. And maybe not even that much. So you could only, actually probably only pass two or three. So the only time I could drink Fat Tire was if I was out of state. So it was a very rare beer. And so that is one big reason I am excited to be here at New Belgium. Holds a lot of history for me because it's a rare beer that we haven't really been able to drink. All right, so that Fat Tire White, um, I love it. It's, it's, it's a much smoother. I'm going to go finish off after I do this flight. I'm going to finish off with a pint of Fat Tire just so I can, you know, relive the good old days of high school and seeing Coach Bagnall <laughs> drinking beer. But, all right, so we've done the Bicycle Colch. That's the Fat Tire White. And now this is the uh, Honey Orange Triple. Mm. Mm. I want to say I like it. Triples are just, triples are funny beers. Uh, and I think, you know, or they call it, I think, a tripel, actually. But it's just like when you see, from my understanding, it's just like when you see, uh, like, a double IPA. This is basically a Belgian um, ale that they triple hop it. I think that's my understanding of what a tripel is. 
Um, so there's definitely the Belgium flavor to it. But I'm not a fan. You definitely, the, the honey orange, you taste the orange. Um, it does have a bit of sweetness, but, and the sweetness definitely takes away, a lot of times Trapels have almost, they're almost a little boozy and a little dry. And so this definitely takes away from that booziness. But that's not a sipping beer, like, not a fan. Well, this is gonna be rough. After those two really great beers, this one, um, mm, that's why she put it at the end. She actually, she had it at the end of the flight and I switched it just so I knew from based on the picture. Mm, that's gonna be hard to swallow. Did you ever have that beer where you're like, oh, I just don't know if I can drink it. But I'm sitting here at this garden patio with all these wonderful people and I'm like, oh, I don't think I can throw this beer out, right? I mean, you can't do it. You just got to finish it. Mm. Mm. I don't know what is it I don't like about it. There's just that little flavor to it. That's just rough. That's not enjoyable. I need to take a break from that. That's too bad. How am I supposed to keep a podcast going when I can't drink the beer? That's rough. Whew. All right, so let's talk about uh, changing of the subject. <laughs> Anthony or Tony. All right, so if you guys, let's... Oh, whew, brutal. If you're a detailer at a car wash, right? And here's what's funny. Is if you're a, a detailer at, uh, you know, a fixed location you're almost going to say a detailer at a car wash is an oxymoron i get it here's what i have to say fuck you all right i was a detailer at a car wash motherfucker <laughs> all right so that motherfucker is uh that's our tribute to mr redbeard we miss you ian hope to see you soon but we have a thing where we'll go back and forth and be like motherfucker uh so you can be a detailer at a car wash. There's absolutely zero problems. There's so many people that, as we've interviewed through this podcast, right, um, that started at a car wash and they just wanted to do more and that's how they went on their own. Right? Even uh, Jen at Carsmetology, she had a great story of working uh, for the, the car wash and then she went out on her own. Um, I think, uh, was it Evan? Uh, at B's Mobile Detailing, he started at a car wash. I started as a mobile detailer, but then built a car wash. DJ, who now has Oklahoma's largest mobile detailing company, he started at my competitor's car wash and then came over and worked with me at my car wash, which we've talked about. So you can be a good detailer at a car wash. It, it does happen. And Anthony is, man. I saw him today in action where a customer had come in, was upset. It takes a very special person to be able to handle customers that are upset. This guy had come in and he had talked to a guy. The guy was kind of flustered. He's like, 
runs in the shop. He's like, hey, man, this guy won't say we scratched his car. You know, he wants to do a wax. I don't you know. Like, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, Anthony calmly is like, hey, no problem, man. You know, customer comes over, gets an understanding of what the customer wants. This guy had a truck, and he had put a basically a PPF film on it. He said he wrapped it, but, I mean, it was a, it was a PPF film over the entire truck. Spent seven grand. And I could imagine, yeah, it would cost seven grand. And uh, I mean, it was a nice truck, but I, you know, hey, people do what they want, right? PPF over the entire truck. And uh, Anthony was be able to help him. The guy was concerned about he was going to do an express wax and wanted to make sure that it did get wax all over the seams of the PPF. So kudos to you, customer, for knowing that that needs to be handled that way. And so he did. He handled the customer, ensured him that, hey, I will take care of it yourself, myself, and I will not put wax in the edges because whoever did the PPF didn't pull it all the way around all the edges of the vehicle. They left seams showing uh, on certain parts of the vehicle, which to me would have was very unprofessional. They should have went ahead and pulled it around the entire areas and not left seams showing unlike the doors and the back hatch and all that, but they did. So this guy was concerned. He didn't want to get wax in those seams. And Anthony handled the customer very politely. And then, you know what? He didn't pawn it off on somebody else. Anthony did the work himself. He waxed the vehicle and it waxed it so that he did not get wax inside the seams that you could see. So, you know, Anthony's a very professional guy. And even the owner said, I think it was somewhere of 17% increase in revenue since Anthony has been there over the past year or so. Anthony has been able to grow the revenue of the detail shop and he's done it a lot through shameless plug, but he's done a lot through YWAX, right? YWAX is a very easy product to use, add a car wash, to add a ceramic coating onto a customer and he's been able to increase their revenue through that. Kudos to you. That has nothing to do with me. It's everything to do with him. Um, to be able to be able to have quality to do the work and the salesmanship to be able to offer it to customers. Uh, that that's a great detailer. So um, hats off to you, Anthony. Okay, I finally chugged down that beer. Oh. Whew. Okay. Our last beer on this flight. Oh, that's right. So the last one on the flight that they wanted was a Voodoo Juicy Haze IPA, right? You guys know I don't like IPAs, but they have a Heffy. And apparently on their board, it's kind of a special Heffy. So I've saved it for the last. So, all right, New Belgium, don't screw me. Don't screw me. That last one was rough. I saved my favorite beer of all time, a Hefeweizen. For the last one, I even even saved it over Fat Tire White. Here we go. Hmm, I'm smelling it. Just a little bit of clovish, maybe, but not a whole lot. Come on, I want it to be good. I don't want to argue with them. That's not a Hefeweizen. What the hell is that? I get no banana, no clove. 
That's a good beer. But I don't taste heavy. I don't taste clove. Maybe a hint of clove. Definitely don't taste any banana or bubble gum to it. And I don't taste that Belgium-y. I was really looking forward to it. If your name's New Belgium and you have some European-esque influences, I was expecting a lot. Fuck, I was expecting a lot of this. Yeah, I agree. There's a dog taking a shit on the lawn as this lady walks by with her dog. I agree, dog. Not impressed. All right, there's my review. Two great ones. The Kolsch, the Bicycle Kick Kolsch. I've thoroughly enjoyed. That is an incredible, super smooth, fat tire white. Of course, fat tire is an incredible beer in its own rights. Um, New Belgium is a extremely fast-growing uh, brewery. I think I read something along the lines of uh, like, let's see, fourth largest microbrewery, I think. I think that's what I read. Um, I, I suggest anybody that that can find a new Belgium fat tire, man, I highly, highly recommend it. You should definitely grab um, fat tire if you can. Um, this is what's interesting when I read it. They are 100% employee owned craft brewery. There's a couple of breweries here in, in Colorado that have done that. Uh, when we went on the left hand tour, left hand said that they are 100% employee owned. So I'm guessing as you work there, you create some type of ownership to it. Uh, very interesting as parents are bringing their kids into the brewery. I not know that that was possible, but okay. That's, a, that's an interesting concept. But so, Fat Tire, um, it was, so New Belgium was opened by a guy named Jeff something, I don't know how to pronounce that, and Kim, and oh wow, just Google it, their revenue is $245 million in 2015. They produce almost a million barrels in so it says in 2016 produced almost a million barrels which was 957,000 blah 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 in 2017 they were the fourth largest craft brewery and the eighth largest overall brewery in the United States wow damn I was expecting a lot more of this uh, Hefeweizen that's too bad Still recommend if you guys are in Colorado um, making the trip up to Fort Collins I mean it's just a beautiful area like literally I'm sitting out here massive patio who knows a square foot 20,000 30,000 square foot something I mean it's a big patio big lawn there's all the different lawn games you got young college age people uh, you know What's the frisbee game that you throw it and you knock it down into the can or something? That's a fun game to play. We've done it out in the street at the house sometimes. Uh, and then the yard game where you're throwing the bags in the whole cornhole. That's a fun game. So there's a bunch of that set up. Little uh, uh, wood-fired pizza 
food truck. They've got just, I mean, there's a bunch of people here. It's definitely a popular place to come. And especially if you're in your 20s or so, uh, this would be a great place to come. Highly recommend it. All right, so we're 22 minutes in on this flight. I think I'm good. I'm going to go in and grab just a pint of fat tire and we'll enjoy it on my own. You guys do not get to enjoy that with me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. This is a fun trip. Um, you know, we had a good time uh, doing some sales presentations and helping people with coatings. And, you know, car wash is going to start there. Uh, they're going to move from with uh, Anthony. They're going to move from just YWAX and they've got some people and some dealerships, which is interesting. They do a lot of dealership detailing. The dealerships send them the work, and so they're going to start preloading some CC105 onto their cars. Once again, it doesn't have to be ours. You guys have any questions about how to work with dealerships on ceramic coatings, let us know at Total Auto Solutions on Instagram, DM us. You should start working with dealerships and helping them preload cars with the coating of your choice. Uh, more and more people are doing that as coatings become more popular. So, hey, it's a great day here. I hope you guys make it a great day. You can find us on Instagram, like I said, Total Auto Solutions. Find DJ at, at DJ Patterson. Still hit up Ian at Redbeard's Detail Shop. And uh, hey, this is Marty. Make it a great day. Okay, I lied. I had to come back on. Damn it. Fat tire out of the draft. Straight from the brewery. It's like liquid gold. Like literally zero hop. It's just an incredible Belgian L. I knew I would be in trouble if I ordered a whole pint. Since I pretty much chugged down all those other beers within a couple minutes. Oh my word. Literally fat tire. It's definitely, it's definitely a top of my favorite beers of all time. And then getting it from the draft straight from the brewery. I don't know how to describe that. I don't want to go as far as orgasmic, right? I don't want to go that far. I definitely have a chubby though. It's sort of like, like when you guys are done with the car, and we used to do it after we polished and sealed it and everything was smooth. Um, we would definitely would, you know, walk around the car and. Some people don't say don't touch the car. We always touched the car and felt how soft it was. I want to show the customer, but that that went further once you got into coatings and you know you clayed it, you compounded it, you polished it, and you put on a coating and you feel the car after you coated it. If that doesn't give you a chubby, bro, you're in the wrong business. I get a chubby almost every time. And almost a little bit of a lift. And that's pretty much what I have now. So I'm sitting back out here at this big lawn, and it's possible I have a chubby sticking out. Hey, no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone on this podcast. 
absolute judgment free zone. Oof, that's incredible. I'm chugging it way too fast, but I can't help it. Fat tire, if you haven't drank it, you must go get it. Literally one of the best beers of all time. And Fat Tire from the brewery on tap is great. And yes, I'm standing in the middle and everybody's staring at me as I'm talking while drinking a beer. Very awkward. I think the reason why we couldn't get it in Oklahoma was because New Belgium has a thing with uh, you something to do with their lines and has to be cleaned on a regular basis and they wouldn't ship it to Oklahoma because it had to be kept cold the entire time to maintain the freshness of the beer so that's very interesting anyway I now chugged that beer and I'm going to have to finish off this podcast take a break and then head back to Denver. Mm. All right. Hey, this is Marty Total Solutions. Go get Fat Tire. It's incredible beer. And then once you get Fat Tire and it's an incredible beer, you'll make it a great day. <laughs> That's for you, DJ. And Ian. Motherfucker. <laughs>